later in the episode. I'm using the same internet and same data, regardless of whether I'm using my phone or my laptop. I'm just using a bigger screen. So that, that to me seems dumb. And I think the only reason they do it is because they want more money. So when did you work at McDonald's again? Back uh, in 2003? Around there. So yeah, it was, it was, was that around the time when they brought in the McDouble or? Uh, that was before then. I mean, I did work during that, but it was before that. No, have they ever like said anything when you're working there about cutting costs on things, you know, like making things smaller? Oh, absolutely. More? But that was on a, that was on a franchise level, not a corporate level. But all franchises do it. I'm not sure how much every franchise does it. I will say that our. The one you're the, working with our, was greedy. Our fr- Yeah, our franchise owner was. You want to talk about corporate greed? Hell yeah. Welcome to the C-Roller and Willie podcast. I'm C-Roller. And I'm Willie. Welcome to our podcast. And we're going to be talking about corporate greed. So, I mean, going on that, you mentioned the McDouble, which is almost a perfect example, not only of the franchise level greed, but the corporate greed, because that was literally a ploy to get more money out of the same product. Because, I mean, all they did is take a slice of cheese off of it and charge the same amount. It was literally a dollar for a double cheeseburger. Then they took a piece of cheese off of it and called it the McDouble. That was now a dollar. And the double cheeseburger costs more. And that's not the only thing I've noticed. Just the whole stack has like gone up. There's pretty much not even a dollar menu left anymore, which is ironic because other places, I mean, other places still don't necessarily have that low of prices. But McDonald's is no longer the cheap, affordable option. Anymore. No. Which was kind of the whole point. Their food isn't actually that good. I, I believe, too, it's also... Dealing with like cost of living and also depending on the, you know, the area you live at. Well, I mean, if you look at cost of living and I know CNN.com absolutely disagrees with this idea. Going with the price of paying people more versus uh, cutting into corporate profits. They're looking at uh, and saying that uh, that the increase of product price, like the inflation, has nothing to do with uh, with with corporate greed, to which I very much disagree with CNN on. Well, they, said, they suggestively also... they subjectively put a post on how much does how much does the increase in uh, a global profit versus paying people more inflect inflation? Well, and it's... I'm like that's pretty subjective, given the fact that I actually looked up the uh, was a Yardeni research on this SP uh, S and P 500 companies their profits from '94 to uh, to current, their profit margins have went up. It's not like oh, we imp- we we pay our employees more, we're making less. No, the profit margins have went up. They are making more, even paying their co- their their people more. It has nothing to do with paying your people more. It's literally corporate greed. Yeah. So I disagree with CNN on that. Well, CNN is also a big corporation too, and they they're going to find you know the bigger companies also. This goes on a whole thing. I mean, we were talking last time about Disney and about Amazon and uh, stuff at the very end, but we were actually. But I think the whole topic was just alternative energy sources and like how oil companies might try to get into that and either stall it out or or best case scenario is they actually fund it. Uh, fund alternative energy and make a profit off of it, which would suck because the rich get richer. But at the same time, at least we're using alternative energy. You could already see how when I said that they would uh, they would probably try and stall it. You could see that in the gas prices 
and electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are questionable on whether or not they're actually greener for the environment, but every time somebody turns to them, the gas prices go from outrageously high back down. They keep pushing the limit to what is outrageously high, but when people are like, oh, I'm going to go buy an EV, I'm going to go buy an EV, they're like, okay, the gas prices went from uh, went from $3 a gallon to $2.50. Then it went from $3.50 back to 3 then 4 to fucking $3.50 again. Every time it got higher, it dropped down as soon as people started buying EVs. Yep. Every single time. That's the antithesis of why I say that, that if these big companies get involved in alternative energy sources, they're just going to stall it out because they want to continue making profits off of the current infrastructure. Lower, lower cat gas prices so people change their minds. Like, you know, maybe I shouldn't go EV. Maybe I should stick with gas because gas is going down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That that that's how I see it. That's how it's been happening. I mean, I've seen this reflected all the way from a dollar something up to th- three something that it is now. I mean, other parts of the country have it worse than us. So I think they've had it up to five, and I think the most I've seen it was like four fifteen. Yeah, but they make the cost of living is higher over there, so yeah, it kind of like kind of bounces out. Like four dollars don't seem like much for a gallon. You know, three fifty don't seem like much, but we don't have the cost of living like what. Other people like in California might have. Our minimum wage, uh, an average wage, is actually slightly lower, but we also have lower uh, residential price uh, right. cost and lower gas prices and stuff like that. I'm outraged to see some of the prices for things like milk and eggs and stuff that keep going up. Corporate greed. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I did. I did look at something earlier this morning. Yeah. And um, I did see you mentioned the eggs, right? Yeah. And so a lot of like companies will stamp the uh, eggs as being free reign just so the prices go up on it. But if they're, if you actually look at a lot of these companies, their chickens are not actually free range. They're just inside of a barn, like, you know, with the door shut, you know, and they're able to lay their eggs whenever. That's not really free range. Yeah. Mislabeling products. Yep. Honestly, that's another thing that should have, I, I don't know how well we touched upon that. I think because we did alternative energy sources, I don't think we went into the green packaging in that episode. Uh, but a lot of green packaging is completely fake. Yeah. There was some that I saw where, like, there was a bottle that was plastic, but around it was a paper, a paper, like a cardboard container. It said, this bottle is paper. If you tore into it, it was basically just a smaller plastic bottle underneath. Which actually brings me to another topic. The idea that containers are getting smaller, but the prices are staying the same. And they do it like very slowly, so people don't notice. But if you take a picture of it, of that Pacific item three years ago, then you look at the bottom of the now. Well, I have one where the employees at a store fucked up, and they rotated in something that shouldn't have been rotated in yet. There's literally two cans right next to each other. And it said, now 30% bigger, now 40% bigger. It's the same freaking can. Yeah. The same contents, the same net weight and everything. Like, how are you going to sit there and tell me that it's 40% bigger when the can next to it says 30% bigger, same net weight, same product, same calories, same everything. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because like, uh, I was training this, uh, this boy, you know, this week and he was saying that he had chicken breast like in his freezer. That was about like a year old and he bought the same freaking brand. Of that chicken. And they're smaller. And it's smaller, but costs triple of what it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the biggest problem with this, in some cases, it's the price went higher, 
In some cases, it's the product got smaller. In some cases, it's both. But when they're labeling it as bigger, when it got smaller, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny how like inflation works because it's not hurting the big corporations. It hurts the little guy. What? While the big corporations are still getting money and plus more, it's just sucking the money out of like everyday have you, citizens. Have you, have you seen king, king size candy bars now? No, I haven't. Uh, a king size candy bar used to be gigantic, and now it's like fucking tiny. So what? They basically, do- the size of a regular candy bar from when I was a kid. I feel like these big corporations, they'll spoil you for a few years and right, then they just take it away from you and overcharge you. Just be like, oh, well, you're dependent on us now. Oh, you mean like Spectrum? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my internet, which I want to switch off to fiber. I started off with Spectrum internet at $50. It's now freaking 80 I mean, South Park did a really good episode about that with the whole cable company. The guys are rubbing their nipples like, oh, you want to, you know, certain channels. Oh, too bad. You got to get the whole entire package. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is you can get lower prices on the Internet now as a, as an existing customer. But you have to bundle it with something else. I'm like, I don't watch cable TV. I don't want a phone service. Who the fuck has a landline? And by the way, their landline for cable is a VOIP. It's not even real. It's not even a real landline. Because wow. I had it in the initial package to get the deal. It still runs on satellites, I think, isn't it? No, no. It's literally you plug your phone into their modem and it goes down the cable line. It's not a landline. It's fucking cable. Basically, it's like if I hook my phone up to my computer. That's fucking bullshit. I can actually do that and just get Google to give me a freaking phone number. Yeah, or you can use like one of those like free Wi-Fi phone numbers. Something else I wanted to talk about. Um, You ever notice that certain companies love to just take events and capitalize on them. I mean, the most outrageous one I've seen was around 9-11. Walmart bought up like every flag they could yeah, possibly. Yeah, I actually seen that. Yeah, they they knew they were, were going to be selling them like crazy, so they bought every American flag they possibly could. Yeah, actual flags, flag merchandise, flag cut, like cups, shirts, everything. They were just selling that after 9-11. Which, I mean, yes, people want that. But to to sit there and try to buy it out, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not the only thing. And it's one easy. thing I know a lot of people are going to get controversial on this one, but Pride Month. Every big corporation is going to put up rainbows. And 90% of them don't give a shit about the people they're representing. They just know that if they don't put rainbows up, people won't buy their products. It has nothing to do with Pride Month. Then if uh, so, companies so try like, to change it, then people get pissed off about it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing the community here. I'm literally just saying, like, you're getting used by corporations. I mean, that's just the point of it. And it's really hard to boycott a lot of these like big companies like Walmart, Target, and all that because it seemed like you try to stay away from going there, but you have to go there because they have the items that you you know essentially either either the items that you want or at the prices you want yeah i mean let's face it my options right now are aldi and walmart for shopping because i'm not paying i'm already paying anywhere from 80 to 100 bucks for a solo person single my groceries a week right if i go to another grocery store that goes up two to three hundred dollars now think like a heritage iga or for example People go there, you know, for like their meats and stuff like that, but it still costs more than what, you know. Yeah, I know. And my mom goes there out of the convenience of not going to another city, which. 
can of Chef Bourdie is like a dollar more at High GA. On one hand, I look at her and I'm like, why are you wasting your money? On the other hand, I'm like, well, she's not supporting a greedy corporation. At least a big corporation. Anyway. But that's still greedy because their prices are outrageous. They, I, they don't have they don't have enough customers like what Walmart has. So they, they well, Walmart Walmart actually bullies its suppliers into giving them cheaper prices. Yeah, because of how many people shop at Walmart, they can actually say, "Hey, look, we'll go elsewhere if you don't lower your price," which is a big revenue stream for that person. Or that corporation or that, that business. It really bugs me when I see like that stamp on a fucking package that's saying organic. Yeah, most organic things are not organic. And even then, for some reason, they're freaking 10 times the price. Just for a product that's basically just raised without pesticides. If you want I real mean, yes, organic, buy off a farmer. Yes, it is harder to grow things without pesticides. Because then you have the problem with bugs and animals eating up your up your up your up your crops but at the same time i don't think it's worth 10 times the price at least i know i'm not going to buy it for that price well like even like with a cow if they get like a shot you know like some kind of like shot or whatever that changes it from being organic to you know just a poultry thing antibiotics in the in the cattle also affects whether it's organic or not. And I mean, we give humans antibiotics. I don't see that as a big issue. Well, I'm not going to like sit there and like cut you up and eat you either. So some people would. Like, yeah. That's, that's, right. that's a whole other. Oh, that's you can't a, imagine a serial killer. Like, it's like, oh, that guy's not organic. I'm not going to eat him, but I don't <laughs> like him. But he got his shots. He's or he's not organic. Well, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm uh, immune to the, to the, Health conscious uh, cannibal. Oh, you can't imagine a serial killer. That one goes after you like humans. That's you know organic. That that's gonna, he's gonna have a hard time. But speaking of these big corporations, I mean, Amazon. A lot of their stuff is basically Third the same party. thing. First of all, it's the same thing Walmart did uh, when they first started out. Basically, Amazon went through this thing where they tried to dominate the market, getting all the market share, and they went through extensive things to. Get it cheaper, get it, like, just try to drive out anybody, like, every bookstore they possibly could to get to where they were at for books. Basically, they, uh... Because, like, yeah, getting books cheaper, getting the shipping down, getting it so that you could get it faster, uh, having an online store versus, like, physical store. So, the, basically, what they did was they uh, did everything right that eBay didn't. Well, eBay actually did a lot of things right, though. Yeah, I know they did, but I think Amazon, what they did was they realized that like certain things on eBay, they could improve on and they improved Amazon or eBay is the one place that Amazon actually failed at because there was a auction that was a subsidiary of Amazon and it failed. I mean, like click on Amazon and then you see like, you know, you type something in like, oh, a tire, then you'll see all types of tires at different prices on Amazon, but from different sellers. And I think what they did was they well, basically tried to. Amazon's ba- whole goal there was actually to sell everything. And if they couldn't sell it, it, like if Amazon itself couldn't sell the product, they would hire, they would go and have somebody else sell it for them. Yeah. That was their entire goal is you can find everything on Amazon. 
Everything. Everything, even through a third-party seller and all yeah, that. Yeah, if they can't profitably sell an item, they will have somebody else who can sell it on their marketplace. That is Amazon's goal, is to be the one-stop shop for everything. And they they got the fast delivery and all that stuff, if you have Prime. I mean, another thing that I think Amazon has a problem with is their employees. I heard they treat them like shit. They just want their employees to, like, they want their employees to, like, work the to get the minimum amount of employees to do the maximum amount of work and basically pay them as little as they possibly can get away with. You know, the uh, one Which, company that's totally opposite of that. What? Aldi's. Aldi? They have lower amount of employees. They pay them good, but they have a lot amount of work to do. Kind of. But, I mean, the fact they don't want to pay their employees is self-evident from something that happened in 2019. For two years, Amazon flex drivers were not getting paid tips, like the proper tips that they were earning. And they got caught, they had to pay fines in 2019 because of it. So you're going to tell me Amazon's paying their employees? No, no, they're not. Then they, you know, it's all about commercial commercialization because I have seen like a lot of Amazon commercials where the guy's like, oh, I've been working at Amazon, you know, for, you know, many years. He's like, I, this is like the best place I ever worked at. You know, I think it's because they're losing a lot of like other workers that they would push these commercials out. Well, I think, I mean, that that's probably one thing. I actually never believe any commercial uh, that has that kind of connotation to it. It seems kind of propaganda-y. Propaganda. I don't think that's propaganda ish. How about that? Propaganda ish. Yep, that's a good word. I like that. From the things I've read, like early on in Amazon, it was still hard and hard work and whatnot, but it felt more like a family. Whereas now it's a big corporation. So that changed a lot of things for Amazon employees. But speaking of employees, a lot of the employees from like Disney, like Disneyland and Disney World. I want to talk about this this one because even the ones that dress up like princesses and stuff, they still had to carry around their broom and clean up, you know, the areas up, even though they're a princess, supposedly be a princess. I don't even think it's that. I think it's the fact that uh, they had to, they had to recently, they had to fight for their own wages and stuff because the corporation's making more and more money. They have a union. And the park's charging more and more to the customers. Well, the employees don't see any of that. They have a union. Uh, I do not remember if they have a union. I mean, if they have a union, then the union will stick up for them and increase their wages. I guess that would be possibly be true, but uh, not everybody has a union. And if they do, they still had to fight for it. They actually had to fight. Thanks this year is where they're starting to get paid more. They went through court and all that stuff, or how that worked out? Uh, or they just they strike? had negotiations with Disney, <coughs> and they're up to $18 an hour. And that's both Florida and California, right? Uh, I think that was Disneyland, which is California. And that's still not that much in California, 18 an hour. Yeah. That's still like, that's like minimum wage in California. So like, that was just this year that they had to negotiate to get that much money. That's not the only thing that Disney's done, though. Besides like the overreach in in the charges for customers, which a lot of people... Particularly people from higher up in business are like, stop complaining about being poor. I'm like, if you're going to charge the customers more, where's that money going? Right it's not to going the, to the employees, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's not. The other things, like, honestly, the cash grabs I see Disney pulling off every single remake. 
Yeah. Every single one. He is nothing but a cash grab, a nostalgic cash grab. Well, think about it. when you go to like Disneyland or Disney World, it's, you know, like even though you, you know, you get in there, you know how much like the food and everything's expensive. Where yeah. does that money go to? I don't know. That 8% increase didn't go to the employees. I mean, but I'm trying to, like I'm trying to move on to double. their movies. Their oh. cash grab movies of like the remake of Mulan, the remake of Little Mermaid, the remake of. You don't want to be cool to watch a remake of Tarzan. That would be interesting. Uh, oh, the remake of Aladdin, the remake of. Uh, I didn't know they did Aladdin. Yeah. But they make all these remakes that are basically just nostalgic cash grabs. I feel, I feel like, like a lot of the uh, remakes that they do is propaganda, too. Well, yeah, especially when they start changing the characters. And I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, oh, don't whine about it because it's you've had enough representation. I'm saying they change the characters as a cash grab right. to get ethnicities to watch the movie. Well, think about it. Not- it has nothing to do with representation and everything to do with money. It's not like... Back in the day when they tried to remake, well, they remade Annie, and then they had a act, uh, girl actor that wasn't a legit redhead, and a lot of people got pissed off about that. It's not like that, you know. It's literally they know they know for one, people are going to react a certain way, which is going to give them publicity, and you know, two, that certain crowds that they put in, like the rep- the the representation they put into those movies, are going to be watching that movie because. They see somebody of their skin color. I don't think it has anything to do with truly being honorable or good or caring about minorities. I think it has everything to do with money. See, I tried watching that uh, live action Mulan movie and I thought it was going to be a lot of like seeing and stuff like how I, you know, watched it when I was a kid and I realized it was just wasn't the same. And I'm part Asian and I'm like, I don't like this movie. I, I liked it better as, a, you know. You know what Disney did that's closer to home, though? Because we talk about, like, Disneyland employees and movies. These are things that abstract from me. But movie theater people. Oh. People that work at movie theaters. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> they they typically, the one of the boons of their job is that they could just walk in and watch the movie while it's playing. Apparently, if if Disney finds out that one of their employees, that somebody at the movie theater did that, they can actually legally they can legally just tell that movie theater no more movies for you and just pull all Disney movies. Which, that's that's, a, that's like how you said earlier, uh bullying, you know, other Yeah, companies. basically they want every profit possible, even from the movie theater employees. If you're not paying this to that movie, you're you're not making Disney money. We're gonna start pulling the movie from your theater. You feel like um, which which hurts not only that movie theater, but it hurts the people that want to go and see it. They now have to go to a different theater. You feel like uh like with the whole big corporations and stuff like the greedy ones. Do you think it's actually the corporation running the actual company, or you think it's the, actually the stockholders running the company? I think the yes, ones. Think, I'm not talking like one dollar stock or anything. I'm you're talking about, about shareholders. Like, yeah, like shareholders. The big, the big yeah. shareholders, the community that makes decisions. I think it's a bit of both because, I mean, the shareholders can kick out even the CEO. Yeah. Which I think is a little ridiculous. But I also think that a lot of those decisions are made by the CEO and the shareholders his, are agreeing and, with it. And I also think that the, the lower the lower executives make some of the decisions for the CEO. It follows down, but I don't think it follows down far enough where people who actually work 
make a difference. Welcome to the Sea Roller Podcast. We're going to thank you for today's sponsor. Sea Roller really <laughs> brought to you by this wall behind us. Yep. Yep. The uh, um, blue and orange above there. Paying us zero dollars. Paying us zero dollars. But if you get this right now, this wall, it will literally give you good luck for life. So hit that like button and subscribe. Another thing uh, that Disney is doing is buying up every IP. Every like Marvel and Fox. and They bought Deadpool and he was owned by Fox. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're buying up all these major things. Star Wars. Like, a lot of big franchises are now owned by Disney. X-Men used to know. They're basically just trying to own the entire freaking media industry at this point. And they're buying, like, small companies for, you know, like, small company movies and stuff, you know? That, like, like we talk about it, like, on one of our podcasts about, like, National Treasure. That was not... that. I mean, yeah, Disney owns that company, but still, they own, like, small companies that make movies, too. Yeah. There's so many things that are owned by Disney, it'd surprise a lot of people if they actually saw the list of things owned. And it's not just movie-making companies. Disney owns a lot of other stuff, too. Toys, all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of these big companies own lots and lots of things. Disney is one of the bigger ones in that field. But, you know, a lot of people are writing for Disney and other companies like that. And they're on strike. Well, good. Do you know why they're on strike? No. Wages. Not just wages. Propaganda. I mean, there is a wage thing to it, but it's actually residuals from streaming media. Because of the amount of streaming media, writers weren't getting the amount of money from streaming media now. Yeah, that makes sense. So now they want to get that. There's also... I mean, if you, like, it's basically, like, copywriting stuff, you know, like, they put them, like, let's say, for example, they put a movie on Netflix, and the writer didn't get the money out of that, that's still, you know, he still wrote, and, you know, wrote the script for that movie, right? Yeah, they'll get some, they'll get some money out of it, but when it comes to streaming media, they're not getting very much from that, if any. I'd be, I'd be pissed off, too, if I actually spent the the time writing. One of their other things they want to do, uh. I mean, the big thing that was the big thing is that they want to they want to get paid for uh, when movies get streamed, but the other thing they want to do is limit the use of AI uh, in their writing, which is something else that we talked about on a previous podcast. The idea that you could actually write a script based on based purely on inputting stuff into an AI bot. Have you ever watched that movie, uh, Founders? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I do know what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about. Yes. Because it's basically a guy that stole McDonald's. So, mm-hmm. like, you're watching a podcast, watch that movie, and you're going to realize, you know, how corporate greed starts out. And watching this movie, very, very, very good. And that actually happens. The reason why I pointed that out, too, is yeah. because um, it just shows how people are you know, very sneaky and they will do whatever they can, you know, to take what, you know, you have, you know what I mean? Like, especially big companies. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about personally, because I listen to a lot of books on Audible and I've realized that that's probably not the best thing I could possibly do, given that they, as with everything Amazon does, they try to lock people into using their products. 
including locking the authors onto their products for audiobooks. And here's the thing. They get 25% royalty on audiobooks, which isn't very much. But if they sign a contract saying that they won't take their audiobooks to another platform, they get 40%. They get an actual decent per, per chunk of that royalty if they sign up specifically for Audible and no other no other place. I think it's fucked up. Like I feel like, you know, like reading an audiobook should be like as the same as someone actually, you know, buying a book. You yeah. take the time, you know, to actually, you know, read it and, you know, I think it should be you making majority of the money. You know, it's it's kinda like how like anymore, it's kinda like how like you know like the recording studio, right? The yeah. recording studio makes all the money off your recordings, right? Like, there's actually what? there's actually uh two different rights involved in that for uh, for artists, there's actually the rights for for the song itself and then the performance, which is something that both Taylor Swift and Kesha did. Taylor Swift actually made. I'm not actually, talking. I'm not talking about the big recording studios. It's like when you go to start out, you end up not making as much money because, like, even though you got like a one hit single, right? You still have to deal with all the big corporations. You're yeah, just, you you have to deal with all of them. Because even they, even the smaller even the smaller studios are actually subsidiaries of the bigger ones, unless you are actually doing the recording and distribution yourself. But even then, to get on something like Spotify or Title or Apple or Google Music, you have to go through a, a regular music rep, like a like a recording studio. Because they have the distribution networks to put your music out there. But do they pay you decent, though? Absolutely not. Yeah. Spotify, that's why I wanted to Spotify get... is the worst on that one as yeah. far as paying out. But even then, like... Ah, uh, we're on Spotify. Yeah. But, like, just other... Just in general, trying to get your music out there. Like, I've looked into it a little bit, but I'm not really a musician. There are very few places to go that aren't a big corporation. And even then, you're still dealing with a subsidiary of a corporation. I think you covered it, but I do like uh, the fact that a lot of these smaller franchises, they literally try to like go after these big corporations like Burger King. Like McDonald's might put a, like, a restaurant right here, and Burger King's like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to put one right next door to you. And then McDonald's like, I'm going to put one on the other side of yeah, town. Yeah, we're going to put one on the other side of town. And Burger King's like, fuck, we can't afford that. Then they'll call on Wendy's and put it on the other side of like McDonald's. Then oh. Taco Bell was like, oh, you know, this is kind of funny because I'm going to put it right across the street from you guys. You know, like Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, and oh, what's that other restaurant? I think it's KFC. Yeah, I think KFC because Long John Silver is actually served at KFC now. Okay. Oh, and Pizza Hut. Pizza, yeah, Pizza, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is also one of those ones that gets lumped into the same company and can be mixed in. I've seen a Taco Bell Long John Silver's. I've seen a Taco Bell Pizza Hut. On a KFC uh, Long John Silver's. Because it's kind of funny how watching these like these uh, franchises work. Because like a Pizza Hut shows up, guess who shows up after them? Domino's. I guaranteed if there's like like there might be like smaller towns that have a Pizza Hut, but mainly there you always see a Pizza Hut and a Domino's. Not to break your uh, thing here, but I, I kind of really want to get on one of my last topics. All right, go ahead. Verizon. 
big, big cellular company. I mean, there's they own tons every of, tower. Not every tower, but most of them. And they lend them out to smaller corporations. One of the big things that's bothering me is the fact that like Verizon tethering and and uh, mobile hotspot use was was a was not a thing for a while because they wanted they're they're like all right if you're not going to pay for our internet thing if you're just going to share your unlimited data we're going we're not going to let you do that and then when they did give that up they went to this thing where you can get 15 gigs of tethering for twenty dollars up to like 150 for 80. Like I have the whole tier list here. Right. After and, you're done with this, I wanted to talk about the time I got scammed by a big corporation. But I'm like, the thing is, is I'm looking at this and I'm like, why can I not hook my laptop up to my phone without paying $15 a month? I'm using the same internet and same data, regardless of whether I'm using my phone or my laptop. I'm just using a bigger screen. So that, that to me seems dumb. And I think the only reason they do it is because they want more money. Yeah, basically, I mean, yeah, that's actually true because that actually happened to me. Because remember, like, um, when we started the podcast, I had HughesNet at the time. Yeah. And they didn't tell me when I, you know, got my HughesNet, it ran on data. Like, I didn't understand, you know, how data worked or whatever. They're like, all right, you get so much data for, you know, $80 a month. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good deal. You know, I got internet. But guess what? I got so little data, I would literally run Netflix three hours a day just to watch a movie and it'll be gone. All my data will be used up in four days. Yeah. And that's all I had for a month. That's actually why, although I hate Spectrum Internet, I'm happy to have Spectrum over another cable company because there's one that runs out of Northwest Ohio called Buckeye. And the last time I checked, they had a data cap on home internet. He's not our sponsor, by the way. No, Buckeye Internet is... I would never have them sponsor me. (laughs) Neither one of those two, but (laughs) Buckeye Internet is one that I absolutely despise because of that practice. Home Internet should not have a data cap. And a lot of people were telling me, though, because I had that satellite, you know, Internet for like a long time with like HughesNet. And like a lot of people would tell me, it's like when I tell them that my Internet will cut out exactly like, you know, like some like I I can't remember what time it was. I think it was like 2, 2 p.m. I would like my Internet would just cut out. and. I called uh, HughesNet about it, and they said, well, it's because there's no satellite around the area at the time, so we give it about 15. Oh, they don't even have a dedicated satellite? No, they don't. That is absolutely shitty. At least at least they have. At least they should have a geosynchronous satellite that stays no, they, up there. No, they didn't have it, so it would cut out for about 15 to 30 minutes, right? Then my internet would be okay. What really killed us on our data was having our phones hooked up to Wi-Fi, and you know, when you're watching like YouTube videos and stuff, all that is data getting run out of that internet. Yeah. I think I was getting 10 gigabytes a month or if something. If I went like with just my data usage on my phone, I might be able to get a plan that's not unlimited. I still wouldn't trust it. But if I turn off my home Wi-Fi, I absolutely would be needing unlimited data because of how much I use for my computer and my laptop and stuff. And my PlayStation. Remember how we talked about commercialization? Like, I actually got the HughesNet because it shows a lady walking through her house, you know, on the country. And they had, like, a really nice house. Like, oh, we can do our schoolwork, all this. And I'm like, boom. I'm, like, wanting this. But then I realized it's more for people that live in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> that if they actually need to use their internet, 
Yeah, I'm glad I got you on a different one. Yeah. You still live in the middle of nowhere where cable companies don't go, but I think we're gonna cut it off right there. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of different a lot of different examples, a lot of different things about corporate greed. Yeah, we kind and of veer off a little the bit. Goal, I, I think the takeaway from this is that we really shouldn't be we really shouldn't be allowing corporate greed to happen the way it does. Like we should be paying our employees what they're worth. We we shouldn't be having inflation because companies want to make more profit off of less money off of less investment you know somebody I, I don't know what needs to be done but somebody needs to do something i think it got to the point where like no one could do anything because they got so big that you can't do nothing and they got stockholders from like different countries you know you can't do nothing about it Ooh. well hopefully something happens uh I'm C. Roller. And I'm Willie. And thank you for watching our podcast. Boom. Thank you. What sponsor? Nobody. I, I, I don't really have any sponsors. Like, I mean, we got, so what else did, uh, we got this wall right here. I, I got, you can sponsor us.